Bibles to Numbers chapter 10. Try to do what the Lord gives us to do. Numbers chapter 10. It says, And it came to pass on the twentieth day of the second month in the second year that the cloud was taken up from off the tabernacle of the testimony, and the children of Israel took their journeys out of the wilderness of Sinai. And the cloud rested in the wilderness of Paran, and they first took their journey according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. In the first place went the standard of the camp of the children of Judah, according to their armies, and over his host was Nashon, the son of Abinadab, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Iscar was Nethaniel, the son of Zuar, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Zebulun was Eli, the son of Helen, and the tabernacle was taken down. We'll stop right there. And you pray for us, the Lord would let us give what he's put in us to give. Amen. You, you just pray through for just a moment. In the book of Numbers chapter 10, uh, what's happened, the children of Israel, uh, we know for many years, was in Egypt in bondage. They were captured and held there for many years. And then they began to cry to God uh, for their relief. They were in bondage. They were enslaved. They, they didn't have control over their destiny or their future. Uh, uh, somebody else had that control over their lives. And so they began to cry out to God, God, give us some mercy. Give us some help and let us get out of this place. And so you know that God sent a man by the name of Moses that he might lead the people out. And so God raised him up that he might do the things he should do. And we know about the plagues and the things that come. And you know how he led them out of Egypt and led them through that water and it parted on both sides. And we know how they went from there and they went to the foot of Mount Sinai where Moses went up into the mountains and, and spoke with God and God spoke with him and inscribed his law into those stones and cut those stones out and, and give them to Moses to carry down to the people. So, so all those things have happened in this part of the scripture. Those things have happened. They've been there at the foot of that valley uh, for just a little while. And now God says it's time to move. It's time for you to get up and you to go. Now, it, it tells them that that they waited until uh, the cloud moved, until God moved, and then it was time for them uh, to go. And I, I, this is the thought uh, that the Lord has really placed in my heart. It says that in verse 12, And the children of Israel took their journeys out of the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud rested in the wilderness of Paran. See, they left one place of bondage. They left that place in Egypt where they were in captured and they were enslaved. And they went from that place into another place, but it was still a wilderness. Now, I want you to listen just, just a little while. Uh, the Lord give these people uh, seven feasts or seven uh, different festivals that they were to, uh, to, to go back and to observe every time. Uh, there were seven things that they had to do each year, and it was a marker. It was this point. Uh, Y'all were talking about feeling it. Uh, and we talked about our experience of salvation. It, it, it's a moment that you can go back to and praise God for that he did that in your life. Amen. Amen. If, if you don't take time to think about your salvation every now and then, uh, you need to. Yeah. Amen. You need to just tell somebody every now and then. You need to let it out. 
and say, let me just tell you, I tell you, we had that service. Uh, Y'all remember that service. We was here a long, long time that day uh, where people just began to testify of their salvation. And oh, what happened in that, in that day? Uh, we, people got excited, amen? Uh, people was excited uh, to tell it. People was excited to hear it. There's something special about remembering that time. Well, the, the first of the feast, uh, and these are all in Leviticus chapter 23. You can read them later on. But the first one is the Feast of Passover. Feast of Passover was when they were there in Egypt. And y'all know one of the plagues was, is the last one was, is that the death angel was going to come by. And if you didn't have that old blood on that doorpost, uh, then your child, your firstborn, was going to be taken away. And so God passed over all the Israelites' houses because they had taken that innocent lamb's blood and they had spread it on that old doorpost. Uh, I want you to see the picture here is uh, the salvation of a group of people. They were in bondage. They were torn up. Uh, they had nowhere to go. I want you to know when you was lost and undone without God, you was in bondage yeah. and you didn't have any hope. You was enslaved to the sin uh, that held you. And you had no hope of ever getting out of it. You had no hope of going to heaven and meeting Jesus. Uh, you had no hope but anything but a place called hell. That's the only hope that you had in this world. Uh, that you would die and go to hell. What kind of hope is that? That's no hope at all. But Jesus came. Yeah. Oh, aren't you glad? But yeah. Jesus came and gave us salvation. So yeah. there's that first marker that he told him, I want you to remember that I brought you out of a place called Egypt. Yeah. That I brought you out of bondage. But listen, they didn't just leave bondage. They went into the wilderness. Uh -huh. Now, I want you to understand, uh, today, you're living in a wilderness. This place right. isn't your home. Now, you may get a little frustrated uh, time to time. I want you to know we all get a little frustrated about living in the wilderness. Amen. The Bible says here, though, that they were moving. They were going from one place to another. Uh, and so there's a second thing uh, that he wanted them to remember in this time. As they traveled and as they went in the wilderness, he said, I don't want you to forget. So he gave them another feast. The second feast is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Feast of Unleavened Bread was when God come and said, All right, Moses, you tell them, today's the day we're leaving Egypt. Today's the day of their salvation. But they got to get ready in a hurry. Now listen, now I want you to hear me. Now, unleavened bread, y'all know what that means. That means it didn't rise like our bread does. When we uh, take that communion time, it's, it's that flat bread. It really just don't have as good a taste. It don't have the flavor, you know what I mean? I mean it, they didn't have time to let it rise. They didn't have time to let that yeast do its thing. They had to get out of there. You see, what it's talking about is the bitterness of sin. Amen? Now, that's what unleavened bread's about. He said, I want you to remember what you left behind. Yeah. I want you to remember uh, what you've been forgiven us. So, so there's this picture that he told them to remember, and we ought to remember what he's done for us. Amen. We ought to remember that he passed over our way and, and caused salvation to come by us. Yeah. But we also need not forget that he forgave us of our sins. Right. And it's a bitter place to live in those sins. It's a bitter place to stay in and go back to. So here they are. They're traveling in the wilderness. He said, but that's not all I want you uh, to remember. I want you to remember. And he gave them another feast called the Feast of First Fruits. Mm -hmm. Now he said, when you go into that land that I give you, you're going to have a harvest. And when that harvest comes, I want you to take the first fruits. And the Bible says, I want you to wave them before the Lord. Now, I want you to hear me now. Now, we've, we've already had some talk about salvation and talk about feeling it. But I want you to hear this part. Now, this is really good. Uh, there, he said, don't forget 
to thank me uh, for what I provided for you. And he called it the wave offering. Uh, they were literally to take the shafts and the sheaves and to wave them before God, and then they would offer a sacrifice. The sacrifice always had blood. Don't get me wrong. The sacrifice always had blood, but there was a thankfulness for the grain. Now, I want you just to see this picture of what God is telling his people. You're in the wilderness, right? You're living like they were living, so you ought to take some example of what he told them. It might do you some good, amen? You ought to, you ought to reflect on your salvation. You ought to leave that sin in the past, and you ought to thank him. Amen. Y'all hear me? You ought to. You ought to thank him every now and then. On, <laughs> Give him a little wave uh, because he come by your way. Yeah. And the first fruit that you ever got, the only blessings you yeah. ever received, right. they were from him. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you left out of that sin and you thought, oh, I can't leave it behind. I can't turn away. He said, just wait and see what I got for you. As I was listening to that young lady testify, she said, I wish I'd got saved sooner. I've not had a bad day since because he's been my way the yeah. whole time. God, I just wave at him every now and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being my first yeah, fruits right. and yeah. giving me what I stand in need of. Yeah. Listen, it's hard living in the wilderness, but if you'll just remember where you come from, yeah. if you just remember what he's freed you from yeah. Amen. and where you're heading to, right. yeah. we're going to get there in just a minute. Amen. He said, but don't forget the first fruits. Then, after the first fruits, exactly 50 days later, Exactly 50 days later, seven weeks in their calendar, was, was the day of Pentecost. Now, Pentecost, that may sound uh, like a big scary word, but penta meaning five and cost meaning ten, a cost day. So five times ten is 50. And so it literally just meant 50 days later. It was actually at the end of the harvest. You see, first fruits it, uh, signified spring. It signified that God had renewed again, that he had blessed one more time, praise the Lord, yeah. that he had sent yeah. the rain when the rain was needed. Yeah. But now it's 50 days later, and guess what? The harvest has been taken in. The harvest has been accumulated. God has given and granted and blessed, and he says, you need to take time and thank me for what I've done. Yeah. Listen, it can be hard in that wilderness, mm -hmm. but we've never done without. We've always had more. Yeah. We've always had plenty. Yeah. And listen, there's a spiritual word here. Church, listen, if we'll just get a hold of God and follow after him and do what he'd have us to yeah. do, there'll be a harvest. There'll be a harvest. Amen. Listen, there's a spiritual harvest. And even now, I believe, happening yeah. within us as God teaches us, preaches his word to us. I believe there's something we can gain. Yeah. Yeah. Something we can get some meat to that you can grow on, that you can live on, and you can share with others. I believe that God's given that to us right now. Yeah. But there's also a harvest out there. Mm -hmm. oh, the brother said it earlier, and I was thinking, boy, if he's just going to preach, he'll preach the message, and I won't have to. There's some people out there, oh, that need to be harvested. Yeah. Right. Jesus said the fields are white. They're ripe, ready. To be harvested. Right. Listen, he said, don't forget to do the work. Right. Don't forget to bring them in. Listen, church, I'm telling you, they're ready. They're ready. You don't believe me? Look at what the world's giving them. Look at what the world's giving them. I know you say, well, they're the hardest generation to talk to. Never have we seen a generation like this. Listen, God was ready for it. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations, in the last days, there'll be a great harvest. Why is that? Because people are desperate for something that's more than this faith that they're living in. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I believe what's setting up in our own country is an opportunity. 
It's an opportunity. It has an opportunity. It looks terrible. It looks black. In the darkest of night, the light will shine the brightest. You know what's going to happen? Let me just tell you what's going to happen. And I'm not a prophet. Not a prophet other than I share what word he gives me to share. Not a prophet in my predictions, but can I just tell you what's going to happen? What's going to happen is, is there's going to be a people that get so far away from God. And the people before them, their mothers and fathers never shared uh, God with them, never took them to church. And their fathers before them never took them to church, and they know nothing about it. And there's going to come this group of people who are desperate. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is going to blow by their way. Yeah. And somebody's going to be willing to tell them about Jesus. Right. And they're going to say, why didn't anybody tell us before this? Yeah. We've been living in this world desperate for anything and it's never give us anything and here's the savior i'm telling you it's going to happen yes i believe the bible tells us that it's going to happen yeah. he says but don't forget that i provided for you now the harvest is going to come there are three more there are three more feasts left in this and the next one is the feast of trumpets now i want you to know i read this scripture now you you, you have to understand i know when i preach a message if I stand and talk to everybody as they walk out, they'll say, oh, brother, I got this out of the message. Now, I don't know what you're going to get out of this message. God will give you what you need. Most of the time when I stand back there, it's never exactly as I had it in my heart. What the Lord taught me, amen, as he put his word in my heart. Sometimes it's the same thing. And sometimes it's just something totally out there. And I think, well, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit did the clean up on that one. Because that's not what I thought I got out of it. But let me just share with you. As I was reading this scripture, and I was thinking about that wilderness, I began to think, oh, Lord, this time is tough. Lord, can you just tell us? Can you just give us a glimpse of what heaven might be like? Can you just give us a glimpse of what we're waiting on? Can, can we just see it? Because sometimes you, you feel like you're so deep down in it, you just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so as I was reading this word, he said, just wait till you get to the trumpet. As I was reading through the word, he said, just, just, just wait till you get the trumpet. See, the trumpet was a sounding day. That's what it was. It was a sounding day. They were just this blast on these trumpets, just blast on them. Because it was marking the end. Yeah. It was marking the end of the harvest. Hear me now. The end of the harvest, but the beginning of an experience with God, a spiritual time. Now, 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 hear me. We all know that there's coming a trumpet one day. Yeah. There's coming a last trumpet. Right. The trump shall sound. And we which are alive and remain yeah. shall be caught up with him. Listen, it's coming. Yeah. He's coming. That's right. And you better be ready. That's right. Because he's coming. He said, don't forget, you play this sound. You play it. And listen, every picture here of every one of these feasts is a picture of what he's doing with us. Yeah. One day that trumpet's yeah. going to sound. That's right. It's going to sound and we're going to leave out of here and your chance is going to be over with. After that, the Bible tells us that they remember the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is when all things are made right. The Day of Atonement is when, his, uh, when the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies and make the sacrifice for the year. Well, Jesus has made the ultimate sacrifice, amen? Yeah. There are no more sacrifices needed. He's done it all. But, but what has not happened yet is he has not reclaimed his own. We're going we're gonna to go be with him. And I'm so thankful that we're going to quit wandering in the wilderness. But the last one is the Feast of Tabernacles. And this scripture here said that they got everything ready because it was time to move. 
and they took down the tabernacle because they had to move. It was going somewhere else. The Bible says the tabernacle was the tent, it was the structure in which they kept the Ark of the Covenant, where the Holy of Holies was, where the sacrifices were done. But the tabernacle was just a word for them, just like we have the word tent. Now, some people translate that word to booth because they would build them out of sometimes out of sticks and shelters. You see, the only thing, not the only thing, was the ark in it, but also the people lived in these shelters that they would make, and they would make the shelter, and then they would move, and they had to make another shelter. Can I tell you, that's a little bit what our life's been like. It seems like you move from one thing in your life to the next step in your life, and you move from that step to another step. The Bible says that they wandered in that wilderness, but he said, I want you to have this feast to remember when you left the tabernacle, when you left those old booths, and I put you into the promised land, and I moved you out of those old wooden little stick structures, and I put you in a home. Amen. Now, now hear me. The Bible says, Amen. he told them, if I go away, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Is, is, here's what's going on right now. You're living in the wilderness. You're living in booth to booth, one phase of life to another, from one heartache to the next joy, to the next turmoil, to the next phase where it just seems like I just go from booth to booth. One day you're gonna lay that old tabernacle down. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and you're gonna move into his home. Yeah. That he's prepared for you. Yeah. Praise the Lord this morning. That we're going to leave this old world behind. Yeah. All the heartache and all the trials. Thank the Lord this morning yeah. that he's coming back for us one day after a while. That's right. At the end of chapter 10, verse 34 says, And the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day, and when they went out of the camp, and it came to pass when the ark set forward. Now listen, we got to make it while we're still here. We got to keep on while we're still here. Amen. So let me just give you a word here. And then I'm going to end with this. Let me just give you this last word. It says, And when the ark set forward, Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let them, thine enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee before thee. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. Here's what I'm telling you. While you're here in this wilderness, it's going to be hard. You're going to go from booth to booth, trouble to trouble, joy to joy. It's going to be one phase to the next phase. But listen, if you'll follow the Lord. Yeah. Hear me now. Follow the Lord. Then all of your enemies will be taken care of. All of your trials. You're saying that you may not want to have a burden life. No, I'm saying you're going to make it. To the promised land. Amen. Right. You're going to get there safely. Amen. It, it don't mean that sometimes you might be shaken, but you got one you can lean on. That's you right. got one that you can go to. This world is a wilderness. It's not getting easy. It's not going to get any easier. But I can tell you this. You can make it there. You can make it there. You can make it there. When you feel like giving up, you can make it there. That's right. If you'll follow after Jesus, let him get in front of you and say, Oh Lord, uh, go before me today, and you just take care of my problems for me. And when I lay down at evening, I just want you to come 
and rest of home for a yes, little while. Yes, yes. Ooh, I'm telling you, church, we need to just be more thankful. We need to go through those things and say, okay, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your salvation. I want to thank you for conquering sin in my life. I want to thank you for your blessings on my home and my family. Yeah. I want to thank you for providing when I could provide. Yeah. I want to thank you, Lord, that one day after a while you're coming back for me and I'll hear that old trumpet sound yeah. and I'll rise to meet you in the air one way or another, whether I'm here on this ground and chewed up or whether I'm buried underneath it. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to come to where you're at. Thank you, Lord, that one day after a while I'll see you face to face yeah. and we can lay this old tabernacle yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to carry this old burden into this old flesh and this sin Bless anymore. You, and we can just lift our hands high and holy to him and just praise him day after day. Amen. I can't wait. I was listening on that on my phone, listening to that music and hearing them singing and they just sing so beautifully. And I thought one day after a while, Lord, I'm just going to praise you. I'm going to sing a song, oh Lord, that the angels can't sing. I'm going to just lift you up, Lord, day and night. Oh, what a day yeah. it's going to be yeah. when we go see him after a while. Yeah. It's going to be good, amen. But while we're still here, church, let's follow him. Let's get after him. Yeah. Let's say, Lord, you just go, and I'll just go after you. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to make it. Because, yeah. see, here's the deal about a wilderness. A wilderness is a place that you're not familiar with. Amen. Well, I grew up, and we grew up, and we had woods, and, and I lived in those woods. They wasn't a place in them I didn't know. I couldn't get lost in them if I wanted to. That's not the world you live in. You ever felt like, man, I just don't understand why. Mm -hmm. Lord, why? Anybody ever had that question? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why. Because you're in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You see, the thing about a wilderness is this. If you don't have a guide, you don't know where you're going. You go back and read the rest of Numbers chapter 10, you're going to find there's a man that when they set up to leave, who was, who was related to Moses, he was going to leave. He was going to, he was going to go back home to his family. They, these people were leaving, right? They're, they're, they're headed on, right? All Israel's headed on. And this man's been with them for a little while. And he says, all right, y'all going on, so it's time for me to go home. Moses said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Won't you go with us and let God bless you as he's blessed us? And he said, no, I think I'll just go back home to my people, to my family. And Moses said this to him. Hear me now. He said, you be with us, and you'll be as our eyes. You see, what Moses knew was that he didn't know where he was going. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you? Listen, listen. You're living in a wilderness. And if you don't have Christ leading you, you're going nowhere. Amen. That's right. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Amen. If you're not following Christ, you don't know where you're going. That's right. This world's wilderness. We need him. We need him. Follow after him. Follow after him. Come get a verse of song. I'm going to close right there. If you feel the need to come pray, we want you to come pray.